0: Hello and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, hurt, and good vibes. So now it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. hello and welcome to episode number 314 of the trail manners podcast we're going single track style on this one the trail manners podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite rss feed or itunes you can all follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at trail manners and don't forget to subscribe review or rate us on itunes if you're so inclined, Trail Manners would really appreciate any contribution via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash Trail Manners. All links in the show notes. Now let's get after it. Well, hello and welcome back to the Single Track Session. I am your host, Eric Manning. And we've got some stuff to cover. It's been, uh, it's been a couple weeks since you've uh, heard a show from us. Um, the last few shows were pretty good. Um, I think so. Um, we had number 312 from Tara Warren. We talked about her FKT, the Hurt, and the Rufa. And then we followed that up with episode 313 with Preston Wood. He did his Hurt recap, which we got a lot of people messaging us about um, because it was such an amazing story about the race. Um, as we know, Preston didn't make it to the finish, but uh, the reason why sure does warm an ultra-slash-trail-runner old school dude soul Um, just to see that good things are still out there and and there's good people. Not that we didn't think that but it's sure good to be reminded every once in a while. So we got a lot of messages from Instagram from people. Um, We got a message from someone on Instagram and that said hey I was the person in that race that said the gate was closed and uh, talked about just having a lot of respect for the sport after hearing what Preston did throughout the you know the race and how that ended for him. But uh, yeah, we've got a lot to cover on the show. Um, it is the launch date of February the 8th, 2022. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but let's start off. It's been a while. Let's start off by Trail Manor's Beer of the Week. So the Beer of the Week is from Illuminated Brew Works, and if you've listened to the show before, you know they've been on here before. These guys are kicking it out. Um, it's a double dry hopped, double I-P-A, and I'm thinking it says brony, B-R-O-N-Y, or is it brawny? I think it's bronies. So this, like all their stuff, is fantastic. The artwork's great on the can. It's very smooth. It is very, if for an IPA that doesn't talk about being hazy, very hazy, great taste, great finish. Recommend. We got to get a scale still for the uh, for the beer of the week on how we judge, and we can't do like a hop. We can't do, you know, some we've talked about doing a cheese curd rating, but and that and that goes so well, right, with a beer. Um, but right now, we'll say if there was a potential, potential, we'll give it a five up to five. I'm giving this a four and a half. Um, this is fantastic. So anyway, that is the beer of the week, and we're always listening to your beer suggestions. Just a reminder, though. I'm, a, I'm an IPA guy. always have been. I do have other stuff here and there. But, uh, yeah, send me over your beer suggestions if you have any. So, anyway, just recently I was fortunate enough to take a runcation. And this is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, one of the f- things that I probably didn't do enough of in my early years, you know, um, when I walked both ways uphill to school. But uh, we, I went down to Moab. Um, to do a little running, and you'd think, you know, heading south from from the Ogden area, where we're, we were cold last week, this week is warming up a little bit. We're we're killing it. We almost uh, hit forty something today, uh, but it was cold. Went down to Moab. It was actually colder in Moab than Ogden when I looked at my 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 cellular device that has the weather thing on it. But it was amazing Uh, ran down at dead horse state park did a nice loop around that with some some scenic overlooks and then we hit a trail Um, and if you're going to moab or in that area here's a trail i recommend and i know maybe some people have done it but if you're in moab do hidden valley trail it says it's six miles but you can extend it going out on the moab rim trail Um, it's to the south of town Next to Pipe Dream, which is another awesome trail. Um, but this uh, Hidden Valley Trail was absolutely phenomenal. It's about a 500 foot climb in the first half mile. Um, so you earn it a little bit, but it's not too bad. It's beautiful. Once you get there, you get into these open valleys. It's just absolutely stunning. Um, we were fortunate to run across the lady that was running. She goes, Oh, are you guys here to see the petroglyphs? And I thought, Well, sure. Why not? You know, we knew they were here, but we really didn't. She kind of gave us an idea of where they were. So we went and saw some really cool petroglyphs. Anytime I see stuff like that, it just honestly gives me the chills um, because I think it's just so amazing, right? You see stuff, and sometimes you look at it and go, huh, well, you know, they weren't the best drawers in the world, but, you know, give us give some break. It's rock on rock, but it's awesome to see that. So if you're ever in Moab, um, recommend hitting that trail. While we were down there, interesting story, though. Um, the Wasatch 100 lottery was last weekend, and all those that got in, congratulations. If you didn't get in, I hope you got a B race or maybe a plan B or you get in next year. Um, But we're down there and we're listening on the way. We're driving to Dead Horse State Park and we're listening to the YouTube live feed. Um, You know, the the people coming out. Turtle Miller got drawn out, so sent him a text and he was like, oh, you know, pure turtle fashion. Oh, bleepity bleep. um, He got in. As we're driving out there, though, it's kind of, you know, out in the middle of the desert area, and we lost service. So we're listening to the show. There's probably, oh, we probably had 100 more names to draw at this point, and it went, the service died. So Sarah was like, ah, great, you know, and I thought, well, you know, we'll know sooner or later. We made it maybe two more miles, if that, and she got a ping, a text message from good friend Preston Woods saying, Wasatch, woohoo. So uh, she got into Wasatch. so I'll be tackling the bear 100 two weeks after the Wasatch so congratulations Sarah Good draw and congratulations to those who got in Preston got in as well and, and a few other folks that we know Jim Skaggs good friend of ours lost two of his pacers myself and Sarah included so uh, Jim I know is is looking for some love uh, for the Wasatch 100. but that brings me to a point Runcations, right We all talk about races what race do you want to do? What's a bucket list race? Um, you know, there's a lot of lure around racing, but runcations, I'm seeing more and more people do those, or maybe it's because it's on social media and they post more. But what's your, what's your runcation list, right? Um, you know, just in the past couple of years, I've done a lot of running in Bryce National Park, Kodachrome Basin State Park, Goblin Valley, Capitol Reef. Um, got over to Kauai not too long ago, um, went down to um, Arizona just right outside of phoenix um about a little over a year ago ran with some cacti and some burrows down there um all fantastic places but i'm curious if there's any places i need where's a runcation i need to hit where you've got just not just the views and when i go to runcation it's not busting out you know 40 miles a day it's like let's do let's wake up let's have some some coffee because because i love some coffee have a little coffee, do not have raisin bran. I had raisin bran before our one run, and I don't eat cereal and milk to begin with, but I did because that's their you know their their uh, continental breakfast was pretty weak. Boy, I paid for that for like an hour and a half, just did not feel well. Anyway, I like me some coffee, let it let it soak in, you know, get the thing, start my run a little later, a few hours, and then come back, relax, have a nice meal. Um, that's the type of of atmosphere right so like some good food some good adult beer beverage right but also a good run we could say up to i don't know 18 miles i'm not gonna say 20 that seems really far today 18 right so you can get in a couple two days worth of some really quality runs with some good atmosphere around you that's not you know the norm so if you got some of those send them my way i'm really into those planning a few more this year um, and, uh, we'll talk about those later, uh, but there's some really good spots here in Utah, obviously, but where else? I know there's spots everywhere. Give me some, give me some places to go. I love to go runcationing in Bellingham right now. That's like, whew, it's been a while. I need to get back up there, visit my friend Jeff and, and, uh, run around there a little bit, but, uh, run cations, right? What, what's, what's next? What do you got? This also, this last weekend, um, as we mentioned earlier with, uh, talking about Tara Warren's podcast, we had Rufa. So those that aren't familiar with that, that is the Running Up for Air series that Jared Campbell put together. And there's four different locations. This past weekend, it was at Grandeur Peak, you know, Courtney DeWalter and Jamil Curry and Luke Nelson. I mean, there's, there's everybody there. But in our gem of the world, Malin's was Ogden. Um, so I was there helping out. Um, I just uh, ran one lap and then volunteered for about 13 and a half hours uh, between the two days Working some quesadillas, working on some miso soup, just peddling all the chow I could find, right? Just giving it, giving all the chow. Um, But uh, such a great event. Uh, Terra Warren did such an amazing job. Jared Campbell um, putting this, you know, starting this event and everybody involved. But wow, how awesome was it to see so many familiar faces, A, and then people I just met for the first time, B. Um, I can't tell you how much I've missed the trail community in that realm right that aspect when you know people are out and this is a suffer fest it's uh i think it's a six mile round trip with over two thousand feet of vert and it was cold so they had the 24 hour event that started at 6 p.m and ended the next day they had a 12 hour event um, that started at 6 a.m on saturday and then three different six hour opportunities to jump into and i did the 6 p.m um uh, friday night event so i could get to some volunteerism um after that um but yeah it's always it's always fun to see people at races you know and i think a lot of us are, have missed that um i know that it you know it's not like there wasn't some last year but we're still I, f- I feel like we're still coming out of that right that ickiness from years and it's not that it stopped but you know much much higher level of you can't be around each other now it's a little different um whatever your reasoning whatever your you know Ideas, whatever you you think, it's coming back, and it felt good. It felt really good to be around so many awesome people of all eh, all around. Right, I mean, just different people doing those things, and there some pretty killer performances in Salt Lake City, for example. They had the 24-hour winners, which was Brian Colmo and Justine Hewitt. Um, 13 laps and 11 laps there, 12 hour winner. There's a name you might hear heard of. Courtney DeWalter did seven trips. Brian Carey did, uh, eight. Um, I don't know, it's carry or curl, um, to be honest with you. It's kind of a weird, my eyes are bad. The six hour, um, Grant Barnett and Leah Yingling, uh, four times that one. And then here in Ogden, my home turf, the O-Town, uh, Reed Wolsey did 12 laps in 24 hours. And Karen Bishop did seven laps in 24 hours. And uh, she ran with her friend Amy Musgrove, and it was her birthday. And we'll have uh, them on the show later in this year to talk about what they have going this year. And I'm not going to spoil it, but we'll get those those two on to hear their story. On the 12-hour uh, side, overall winner was Andrea Christensen. She did nine times um, in 12 hours. <laughs> That's pretty crazy um and Royce Hampton did eight times um six hour winner was Ryan Montgomery also set a course record um there for the six hour and then uh, Jane Moss um so he did five laps she did four um such an awesome event though um for a good cause running up for air um is just we have such bad air quality here in Utah in a few places we just get it socked in it's just nasty you don't even want to go outside it's so dirty and when you get up top if you go climbing that day you know you get out of it and you look down on it. it's just a sea of muck Um, But hopefully it just raises more awareness, Um, you know, some education it could help pay for. There's a lot. It's a, all the proceeds go um, to a couple different organizations. Race directors don't collect any. They got great partners throughout this. You know, I don't need to name them all, but they're just people that, you know, you want to be a part of that are looking forward, Um, forward thinking of everything that's going on. Um, So there's some great events. Also this past weekend, we'll name a couple others. The Rocky Raccoon 100. I say raccoon. Um, we also had um the uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Oh my gosh, uh, Sean O'Brien, the 100k, um, which seemed to be a duel at the end between Jeff Browning and Jesse Haynes, uh, that popped out pretty good. But this weekend is going to be exciting. Um, I I saw a couple people here this weekend in Ogden, but the Black Canyon races, um, in Meyer, Arizona. Um, that are put on by Air Viper Running, those are happening coming up. They are coming up, and there is some golden tickets to be won, um, which is just going to make that Western States field even deeper. Um, And it's always such a great race. Definitely one on my list to get to. I struggle with long races early in the year, though, because of the the winter training and the winter blues, the doldrums and the cold. Um, But it's a race I definitely want to get to. A lot of fast runners out there on both sides, both men and women in that 100K. Um, I think it's going to be pretty competitive. Um, wouldn't be surprised if there's some severe, severe, strong, maybe is another S word, strong. Uh, just some good fast times, right? Some some speedy times. I think the, I, I don't know, thinking about, right, this year where racing's kind of been on the back burner, you know, for a couple of years now. I just feel like the this is the year of course records. This is the year of like... One, two, and three finishing closer together. Everybody's ready to burn. You know, there's so many amazing runners out there. Um, I think there's some going to be some really fast times out there. And I'm also excited for people, um, kind of that that mid-pack group. That's where I classify myself. Is that mid, the relate, I can relate in the mid-pack group. I think there's going to be a lot of people surprise themselves this year. Um, You know, whether it's training for a certain race, you know, having a little more time to think, all these things, I just think, I think overall, um, racing this year is just going to have some, a very big upside, right. And an up like just happiness, you know, not as, as many bummer deals happening. I think people are are raring to go. I think they're motivated. Um, I think we've taken a step back for a while and, you know, refocused and maybe some healed some injuries, you know, FKTs were a bigger thing the last couple of years, obviously without races and people wanted to use their fitness, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, throwing my money on some really good race results for people this year. So if you're out there, you're doing a race, you're going to kill it. You are going to have an A-race on your A-race day. I can feel that. And speaking of A-races on A-race days, um, a couple of weeks ago they had the Ultra Runner of the Year Awards. And if you've listened to the podcast, Joel Hatch and myself, we've talked about this for years. You know, not just the the results for 1 through 10, um, which I think they did a great job this past year. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you can go find that um, pretty much anywhere on the intro web. Uh, we won't go down the list of either one. They've been out for a while. But Ultron of the Year, you know, the, the ones that come out locally are, are um, American-based, right? Like in America, you know, we've always talked about it. Um, Joel and I talked about how fun it would be to go uh, 11 through 20. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I think that's would be hard, you know, and it not as pressure packed to get it right. You know, you get down to like five and under people like, Oh no, that should have been, he should have been three. She should have been two, but I think 11 through 20 would be a lot of fun. And I think you're throwing more recognition towards maybe that next group, right? That uh, for one reason or another is not in that top 10, but that's a bigger selection. And we've also, and it's got a lot of steam this year. Jason Coops talked about it. Um, That's gone around, but like just overall, like international, Um, that would be a tough one. You'd have to really have somebody, more than somebody, I guess, really focused in on all the races because you think how big that is. I mean, we always think internationally, think Europe. But, boy, over uh, in Asia, Australia, all those places, there's a whole bunch of uh, amazing runners um, and good times. But how would that be? Just have a cool some, you could do it on slide. doesn't have to be official. It's not like you win anything, but just like an overall, right? Not just American or even, I mean, after that, I mean, you can't say non, but European doesn't include everybody. But an overall, Ultra Runner of the Year. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So we've talked about that. I know Ultra Sign Up also did something um, that we've done in the past a little bit. And um, hopefully this year we're going to do more of, and we're going to wait for our listener to give us ideas. So here we go. Here's our our listener Help, right? So, kind of awards you'd like to see in 2022. I think Ultra Sign Up did a good job this year, something kind of new of, you know, best pacer, best, you know, whatever. Um, But what other were, you know, awards, fun stuff, right? Because we need a little awards gig. You know, you don't necessarily win anything, or maybe you do. I don't know. What kind of award would be cool? Um, A name of an award for an Ultra Runner, you know, like Bloodiest Fall, right? Just some fun. That probably isn't fun. So if you have one of those pictures, that probably wasn't fun for you. But you know, some fun stuff, right? We gotta come up with that list. I know Joel and I worked on it for a while and, and kinda let that go to the wayside, but what would the what award would you like to see given in the trail running slash or ultra running community? I think that would be fun. And maybe it's not even race based. Maybe we do our own with Shoe of the year, shorts of the year, just some fun stuff, right? Maybe give us some prizes. So think about it. Let that marinate, and uh, let's get get back to us. Manners at trailmanners.com. Also, I hope you've all seen this. I'm going to say I'm very curious. I'm a very curious individual. But if you've checked out the OutdoorMentors.com website, okay, Well, obviously, I did, right? So this is pretty cool. Um, It's put on by um, Killian um, and Emily, I believe, is the the main driving force behind this. Um, But it's uh, share experiences with the greatest outdoor talent. Um, You can learn at your own pace. They have courses right? So you can sign up for these courses. So Killian's, his talks about the principles of trail running. And the other one, um, with Emily is pregnancy and nine months training. So if you click on, um, Killian's and I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not paid to do this, but it's just super cool. You can buy it now for 60 euros. And I looked that up before the show. I thought it'd be a little prepared, but that's about 68 bucks us, right? So what do you get though for that? Well, according to this, you can get episode one types of type of races. You can get basics of training, plan the season, how to uphill run, how to downhill run, strategy and mental preparation. This is from okay. This is I'm pulling this back. This is from the we called him the Hornet Killian because he he just was bite stinging everybody, right? But this is what you get. You get you get starting. You start with trail running. You set yourself a sports challenge measure your progress go to the website just check it out we're not getting anything from it it's just a unique cool thing and it's always fun to support trail runners when they break off not that you know either one of them need this fresh start which they're getting and Killian's got some great things in the work that we're tracking and uh, we won't be the ones to break it because you know we rarely do but uh, you'll hear about it Um, but Emily's got a really cool one um Hers is like sport and pregnancy, first trimester changes, second trimester, third trimester. Um, So that would be kind of cool, I think. Not for me necessarily, but maybe it would. I don't know. But I think this is a great thing to have two, first of all, amazing people, right? Um, And also athletes, you know, kind of break down their thing at 60 euros. And again, I think that's, I, I Googled it. 60 euros equals 68.64 us dollars right now the rate is one to one point one four four one four stuff like that so pretty good deal if any of you out there have done this or you're going to do it will you keep me posted i'm curious like what you think of it because i think it's a really cool thing you know there's coaching out there obviously There's a lot of that going on and don't get me started on that. Uh, We will have a podcast about, you know, all the people that are coaches um, because it's just getting crazy. Um, And I'm a, I'm not, I've never been a good runner. Let's get that. I'm a middle of the pack guy, but I'm kind of older school on the trail running side. Just been around doing it for a while and know all the old guard that even came in way before me. And just to see the change in the coaching world is pretty interesting. So don't get me started, but if you're going to get somebody to get a lesson plan or some talking about, you know, Killian and Emily, you can't go wrong in either one. And for 68 bucks, I mean, that's what, three or four lattes? I don't know what the price is on those these days. I'm a coffee guy. But that's got to be close, right? It's not too bad, not too big of a stretch. But check them out, theoutdoormentors.com, okay? Let me know. I'm, I'm curious to see what everybody thinks and how that goes. And we've been talking a lot about our good friend Joel Hatch lately. And I went and saw him last week. little sneak peek behind the curtain. I did some stretch Therapy from him um and that was awesome oh he does such an amazing job and while i was in there i'm going back to bomber so those that aren't familiar joel runs a, a gym he's going to massage therapy school right now does some uh, myofascial stretching as well but back to bomber this week so in a couple days i'll be crying my ham shanks are going to be sore i'm not going to sit down it's going to be ugly um but it's it's so awesome and beneficial to keep doing that all right, let's get into Woody Footy, and then we're going to follow up with some Ask Trail Manners questions that came out. Uh, Woody Footies have been phenomenal. Um, holy cow. I'm just going to go over this week's, and we'll announce a winner too, but uh, let's start off with um, Andrew um, Edmonton. Such an awesome dude. Andrew Giles. Um, been following the show forever. Love to see his name pop up. Always can count on a killer photo. This one was as well. Nice little fenced trail with some trees. we got Jen Haas Walker. Um, from Irwin, Idaho, Palisades area. She's always good for one. Uh, Sarah Moore did one of Malin's while she was up there. JT Thorne had a great one from Gibson Jack Trail in Pocatello, Idaho, the 208 there. Uh, fog with a tree and a sun on that. Mark Davis, uh, name you here all the time. This guy kills it with photos. Sunset over Corona Del Mar in SoCal. Now, I want to be there when I look at that photo just because it's gorgeous and there's that fireball. That looks warm. And we don't have that much here right now. Preston Wood had a great one. Um, serving up some quesadillas and miso at Rufa had his, uh, you know, they're dressed really warm. Um, Seth and him are, are fi- f- serving up. And I when I finished my lap, I went in and hung out with those two. Um, Jim Skaggs had a, la- I think it's a, what is it called? A Spotted Cow Beer. I think it's from Wisconsin. Sitting on the table. So, you know, I snatched that up because nothing's better than the, than that. Um, and got to give it to Seth. He was rocking the Miller light. We won't talk too much more about that because I don't want to ruin the show. Um, but, yeah, um, fun time hanging out with those guys uh, for a few hours that night. Rachel Zeller, um, she's got a great <laughs> – her puppy walk. Um, he looks mean in that photo. He looks scary, but I'm sure he's like a sweet puppy. Um, Amy Musgrove, top of Malin's after her seventh trip with Karen Bishop. Those two just killed it camp tell you how proud i am of those two for what they've done alex trevino his runcation to olympic state park oh jealous that's all i got there um chris carney he's got a great photo of a group of runners up there um guessing from the 208 getting represented um such a great group up there i wish i had more time to get up there and just take a trail run with them because they're such they've been such great supporters of the show Um, a lot of the palisades crew um, what a great group if you're part of a trail running group hats off to you because that's just a fun time uh, to share those experiences with people so uh, chris thanks for sending that photo Um, makes me jealous that i'm not standing there or even taking that maybe i'd just take the photo since i'm not uh, from idaho but it's really cool This week's winner, though, I'm going to go ahead. It's Church Rocks in St. George, Utah, and it is gorgeous and makes me want to go there right now. Um, Heather Carter um, is going to be the winner of the Woody Footy this week, so you'll see her picture posted um, when we launch the show. So congratulations, Heather. And please keep them coming. We've had some great Woody Footies in the last few weeks. Um, Ricky Nerud from Morocco, I love seeing that. You know, there's – the same, Lee Moss has been doing it. Aaron Davis, Jeremy Haddock on Grandeur. Um, a lot of we got a lot of regulars, and I love it. Oh, there's one. Eric Manning, Dead Horse Point State Park with a Woody Footy flag. What? You mean there's Woody Footy flags that Trail Manners can send out for people to take cool pictures of and send back with their signature on it? Get out! Tell me more. Okay, I'll do that. So we've got some flags. Got some Trail Manners flags. Got some Woody Footy flags. Let me know if you want to take one to a race, a cool spot. I'll send you one. Take it. Take a photo. They're small. They fold up nice. Sign it with your name and mail it back. Now, you there is some investment, I guess, like, you know, mailing it back to me here in Utah. I'm, I'm, but you don't have to do it, but it'd be nice. I want to see where these flags go throughout the year. I think it'd be fun. So we've talked about it before, um, but if you want, if you're interested in that, let me know. Uh, good friend of the show, Missy Jackson from Oakmont Trail, Redlands, California, Another sweet little single track photo. So keep the Woody footies coming. We're working on prizes, folks. We're working on some new gear uh, for Woody footy winners. I know it's not just, um, I don't know, what am I trying to say? Just just get your name called, right? That's not enough. That's not enough manners. Okay, well, we're going to try and get back to some hats we're also trying to upgrade some things to make some big i'm talking big changes with the trail manner show and what we want to do in 2022 so we'll see how far these bucks stretch um but yeah keep those coming woody footy every sunday on facebook um, spread the word share with your friends i know y'all run with somebody let them know hey this is pretty fun this is cool and really as i'm looking for are some really cool photos just some great places to run see where you're at and see who we connect with um, again, we're going to have finales with uh, monthly and yearly awards through that, um, and it'll be a lot of fun. All right, ask trail manners. We've had a few questions in the last couple of weeks. I apologize we weren't here last week, but I'm here now. So, first question is a great question. Um, I was wondering if there is anything besides stretching slash rolling. I've already doing these that you found helps tight muscles. I struggle specifically with my calves. Thanks in advance. And I'm going to say this because this is what they put, and I, it just makes me happy. Super thankful for the podcast and all you do, Eric. And they spelled Eric with an A, even bonus. That was from Ricky Nrude. This is such a great question. I'm going to tell you what. I've struggled for so long with tight calves. My calves are, it's a junk show, right? They're kitty wampus, all out of whack. What I found the most helpful is dry needling. Um, I hate needles. I, I, they scare me. When I go to the, my dry needle guy, I literally will lay there and just sweat profusely. They think it's funny. They bring me water to hydrate, and they bring me a towel. But dry needling is uh, is phenomenal. I've had it done on my hip when I hurt that at Beaverhead last year. Um, but that's one thing that I know that's helped my calves a lot. So try dry needling if you can. There's A-Stem, um, which is scraping uh, Graston. Technique is the other word for it, different modality or tools. Uh, but yeah, ASTEM or Grafton, te- Grafton technique. Uh, stretch therapy, myofascial stretching. If you can find somebody that's really good and can get to that next layer, um, that helps a lot. Um, I might still try and stretch to help my calves, but they seem to always get just bunched up, balled up, and tight. But the other thing I've started doing that's helped a lot, and I, I, I'm not sponsored in any way, but I'm going to give it a plug because of how much... Gnarly Nutrition's fuel, um, their electrolyte drink, their fuel two O. I drink that not just when I'm racing, um, because I think sometimes I've got my my electrolyte balance isn't right, you know, or or whatever it is. So I don't use it just for racing or training. I use that once in a while. Have some of that Uh, more on the electrolyte side, but the fuel two O is great. It's because it's got a great taste. And speaking of, I had the tropical this weekend. I usually drink the limeade and the cherry cola tropical stuff I kind of stay away from, but I tried it. Man, that's good stuff. So hats off there. But that's just another another thing you can do. And that may not have anything to do with the tightness, but maybe when you start running, if they get tight or maybe they cramp up or ball up, I found that's helped me a little bit because I'm a huge water. I drink water all day. I mean, just nonstop. And that's not enough. Um, so I do drink a little, little help there. So, Ricky, I hope that helps. But, yes, dry needling is one. A-STEM or Grafton Technique um, are two of the others. And if there's anybody out there that has some tips or tricks, please pass them along because this guy here also struggles from just mean, gnarly calf muscles. Every time I get them worked on, people are like, holy cow, relax. I'm like, that's my relax mode. So anyway, thanks for the question, Ricky, and hope that helps. Next question up. I've read Can't Hurt Me, Runners High, Born to Run, and Above the Clouds. What's next? Top recommendations. Thanks by Steve Brown. Steve, great question. Um, Can't hurt me. Was fun. Born to Run was probably one of the funner books, um, and again, it's been around for a while. Kind of depends on who you talk to. Kind of kicked off a lot of the trail running boom and some of that stuff. Also, some some maybe stories <laughs> in the trail community. Um, but I'm going to give you three more. Um, Steve, and again, listeners, if you've got some good and these are on the running side, but if you got some good ones, pass them along. Uh, first up, I'm going to have "Running Your First Ultra" by Chrissy Mel. We've had her on the show. Got the book. Um, it doesn't matter if it's your first ultra or not. There's just some great tips in there. Chrissy is one of the best to ever do this thing um, as a person, um, as a runner. Um, just she's so amazing. Um, had the pleasure to get to know her and hang out with her a few times. Read that book. That's a great one, Running Your First Ultra. The next one, um, another name that is pretty synonymous with our sport for sure. Uh, Brian Powell, Relentless Forward Progress and also Where the Road Ends. A couple good reads. Again, depends on what you're looking for, but I always find good tidbits here and there. And like to, you know, people, God, we have so many shows coming up. Because one of the other things we're going to talk about is... You know, what's good for one person isn't good for the other. You know, whether that's coaching, whether that's, you know, uh, dietary plans, whether it's training plans, whether it's stretching, whether it's how to run mechanics, everybody's different. And everybody thinks they know the way. This is how you do it. This is what you don't do. This is what you do. This is the shoe. This isn't the shoe. I hope we can all agree on everybody's different. And at 50 years old, you are not changing my running mechanics um, overnight for sure. And I don't know if I've got the longevity to change them. It's not something you do that quickly. Um, so there's a lot of things into that. But I think from these books, you can always gain something. And as I tell my kids, you know, if there's something you like about your dad, hopefully you can take it with you. If there's something you don't, you know, don't like, don't take it with you, right? I mean, we're all in that 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 space, right, where you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but also you're not, not everybody's the same, right? So I always struggle when people say, this is the way, this is the only way, this is how you do it. Everybody's different. And I also think you have to look towards not just short-term gains. Um, what's going to get to the next race? What's going to change this? It's, and even, even like where I'm sitting right now, my nutrition, right? How am I going to lose X amount of pounds in this much time and then just turn around and gain it back, right? So a lot of it is just Lifestyle changes, long-term plan, long-term goal. Um, and then the last one um, is by Jason Coop, Training Essentials for Ultra Running. There's a lot of good stuff in there, there's some science stuff in there, um, kind of a different read. Um, but those are four books because Brian had two. Um, and again, you're welcome, everybody. Hope he sold you a book. But those are some good books. But if there's any more out there, I like entertaining books too. And that's why I think Born to Run was so fun is because I think we can all agree there's a lot of stuff in that book that probably was a little um, stretched. Maybe that's the right word, right? That maybe we hit the point, but maybe we took it a little farther to make it funner, right? So there's all those out there. But uh, Steve, great question. Um, please you know, comment on this, and we can pass that along on the podcast or on the, on the social uh, to Steve. Last question. Never going to guess. Andrew Giles. This is a great question. It comes in perfect timing. His question is: How many people volunteer before, after, or instead of participating in an event? What are the best jobs? Personally, I try to volunteer at all events to give back to the ultra community and find checkpoints or aid stations late in the race. The most fun. Holy cow! So we've have talked about this, and that's a great question, Andrew. For me, it always depends about the race, right? Like, is it a long race? Is it a short race? Is it um, when you say about how many volunteers, right? How many people before, after? It does take uh, a tribe, right? It takes a bunch of people to, you know, stuff bags, right? Get the logistics down, mark a course, set up, tear down, aid stations, buy the food, order the food, set up the volunteers, race direct, all those things. Timing is another big one, right? Um, So I think it really depends on the race, but there's always, I always find there's more volunteers than I would have expected, and that's always fun to see, right? When there's more because there's just people that want to do that, um, and just coming fresh off the RUFA um, where I was there for so long and seeing so many different people, but also how much fun they had and how thankful. Like I, I people were coming up to Tara saying, oh, thanks for letting me do this," oh, and she's like, "Of course!" Like of course, right? Like, and I've put races on, Joel and I. Um, I volunteer, um, but isn't that awesome when you think? somebody for letting you volunteer, I think that's amazing. And again, I think it goes back, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to f- put it on like the trail running community. It's so unique. It's so amazing. And I'm not saying other communities are not. I would never say that. But I've been involved with this one for so long. It is just the greatest group uh, collectively of people, and I always find better stories, right? And that's why the podcast kind of started was telling stories. And and that's, we heard so many. How do we tell other people this story? And I think you see less of that percent um, that are kind of not good, positive, more negative stuff, right? There's a percentage of people in general, but I think you gets smaller when you get inside this community. I know we have some that aren't good people. I'm not going to find a good word for them, but, you know, just not positive, right? And that's why I'm here. I don't like negative. So that's why I'm in the trail community. It's just so positive. It's uplifting. And I tell people, if you lost your mojo, if you're struggling, if you know, you're know you just kind of not feeling it, go volunteer. There is nothing better to see than the people out there. And then you kind of remember, oh, this is why I'm doing it, right? The tears, the joy, the friendships, uh, the fun, the smiles. That's why you do it. Um, the best jobs Oh my gosh, I've done a lot in my days Um, and some things I'm not super excited about. I've had to tear bib tags off at the finish line of an Xterra triathlon. Let me tell you how not fun that is. When people wear these things on parts of their body, you just don't want to get near. At the end of a race in the summer, there's blood, vomit, sweat, everything on it. And they're coming across and you're like, uh, mister, why did you put that? on your shorts in the there, right? And you got to tear the tag off, right? Or, or in other places, even on the, uh, the female side, right? It's like, that's probably one of the worst jobs I've ever had. And I've had some bad ones. I've been very fortunate to MC finishes, um, which I'm available to do. Throwing that out there, a little plug for myself. That's one of my favorite things because you get to see people as they cross and you say their name, where they're from, a nice little tidbit about them, or even you make something up that's not true, um, they smile, you know, and it's fun to see, and it's fun to be a part of the finish line for that long and have family members come up to you, you know, and say, hey, you know, my my dad or my you know significant other is coming in, it's their birthday or it's their first ultra, it's first trail race or something, and you get to say that when they come across, and you're personalizing it right at the end. So to me, that's one of the funnest things if you get to do um, there. Um, giving out medals, um, being that aid station of a hundred miler at 3 a.m. You know, you could absolutely m- make somebody's race happen, right? When they want to drop, when they are down, and you're just there to give word of encouragement. You know, give them a cup of noodles that's probably been on the stove for a while, right? I think that's the beauty of it. I don't know if there's any most fun. I think the more you do. Um, mix it up. I think it keeps it fun for you as well. So it's not just the same thing over and over again. I've uh, cooked, what, a couple hundred hamburgers at Ty Draney's El Vicaro one year. That was super fun. Um, not as much interaction, but enough. But it was really fun, except I smelt like beef for like two weeks. I had to throw a hat away. Um, this weekend, you know, making some quesadillas, Um, I've helped people change, and this is where I almost draw the line, help people change their socks in a hundred. I don't like feet at all. Um, I think they're really bad. I don't like them at all. Um, they're bad. I've helped people do that. Um, but yeah, I think it's such a great question, Andrew, and I can't tell you how much, as a trail runner and just a person, I appreciate all the volunteer work you're doing for the ultra community. I think that's where, again, we just make such a big difference because we've been in the trenches or maybe you're trying to decide, right? Maybe I'm not sure I want to do a hundred. Go volunteer one. Maybe it's a 50. Maybe it's a trail marathon. Maybe it's a half marathon. Go volunteer. And I guarantee you're going to hit the you know entry button when you get home because it just gives you that good boost. Well, that's a good thing or a bad thing at times. And then, where I'm on my, my, my professional day, um, I'm an executive director of a nonprofit in the trail community. Um, we love volunteers. You know, volunteers really make things happen. Um, and you can't say enough about them. So, I don't know. Maybe that's the long answer to the story, but um, I don't know if there's a best job. I think they're all the, the fact that we get to do it, to be honest with you, I think is the best part. Um, but I guess if I had to rate it, emceeing a finish line is pretty darn fun um, and, and entertaining. And to get it, have a nice chest next to me. Of you guess what's in it, it's up to you. Well, hey, that is all for this section, uh, this uh, episode. Um, can't tell you how much we appreciate our listeners. Um, I am blown away all the time with the comments I receive, um, emails, texts, um, seeing people out on the trail, seeing people at events. You all truly blow my mind. Um, and every time I kind of get in my little slump. Um, It's, uh, all of you out there that, um, graciously, um, say the things that you don't need to do or, uh, say or do, um, that keep things fun for me. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate you listening to the podcast. This is for you. Um, I enjoy it a million percent. We've got some great shows coming and lined up. We're just working out some dates. Hopefully you'll see some really big things to come. Um, as we lock in some things, some new things, some exciting things, but at the core, we're always going to be this podcast. We're not going to be, there's a lot out there and I encourage people. I do. I encourage people to listen to other podcasts because I think that's exciting. I think it's fun when you get to hear other people. I think it's fun when you, you know, expand and then listen to different views and different. There's some good ones out there. I'm sure I don't listen to them. I've mentioned um, for different reasons. Some I've dabbled with, but there's some good ones. Dylan Bowman, um, such a great guy. I had, had the fortune of meeting him and working with him on the Pearl Azuma pearl izumi ultra team and um, is early, early in his career um, he's just a good guy um, and, you know that's free trail what he's got going and things he's working on i love to see but there's many out there um, but again we're not here to be the biggest one we're not here to be the best one we just want to be here um, and hopefully y'all listen to it so thank you so much for listening to the trail manners podcast this is eric manning the host and i am out Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. I really do want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. Check out our store page. We got some shirts, folks. We got some beanies or whatever else we have on there. Buy them, support the show, or you can hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear. And I always love hearing from you. And if you could take just a minute to subscribe to the show or leave us a rating or a view on iTunes or Facebook, I truly would appreciate that. And lastly, Trail Manners would love any support via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash trailmanners to keep us alive and kicking. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.